This is the NH Experience. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because now. Oh, yes, indeed. Welcome to a new edition of the NH Experience here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week. A lot to get into on this episode, but before I go any further, I have to let you all know where to keep up with me. Definitely want to go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA, as well as Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. Also, check us out at nightcastmedia.com, your gateway to sports, pop culture, tech, community, all rolled into one. That's nightcastmedia.com. Also, make sure you subscribe and download everything from the world of sports, entertainment, pop culture, all the latest and greatest interviews from people like Angela Bassett, Bill Bellamy, LeBron James, whoever you can think of, we all got you covered right there at youtube.com slash TV. That's youtube.com slash TV. And oh, yes, indeed, from our Southern California studios here in Brisk in cold los angeles california our nightcast media studios gotta bring my and my guy producer extraordinaire engineer to the stars jake warner what's going on man you know i'm just trying to create platforms to to make people famous you know that's all that's all i'm doing <laughs> I man I, cre- famous. I created podcasting and radio so people could be stars <laughs> okay you the, you the, you the pie father <laughs> i'm the pod father over here man you know, I'm gonna make you an off. I'm gonna make you a podcast you can't refuse. You, you know what I'm getting at. I know you're gonna cover it, but man, there's a lot of craziness going on in entertainment, man. But I'm good, bro. I'm good. Life is good. It's cold as hell out here. Might as well be in New York, man. Man, the real talk. I mean, especially the, the the further out of the city you go, the colder it gets. Uh, but it's a beautiful landscape, man. When you when you're driving out here in the foothills, or you if you go on. Near downtown Los Angeles, you can see the mountains in the background with just a, enough snow yep. to look like a great Christmas card. You know it's cold when native New Yorkers and Chicago folk are saying, <laughs> it's cold as hell out here. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold, it's cold man. It is, though. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, nah, it is. It is. Make sure you follow my guy, Jake Warner, at Big Brother Jake on all social media platforms. Yes, now, before we get going, y'all know what time it is. All right. Now, although this is our last show of the year, you know we're going to go out with a bang because, thankfully, folks like to give us content to talk about. Yes. And, of course, Master P, Mm. Romeo Miller, his son. And and apparently these two have been feuding for quite some time. Um, This is not something I'm proud to talk about because I hate to see families aired their dirty laundry, as it were, out in the public airspace, right? Um, I have a tremendous amount of respect for what Master P has accomplished. This is a man that has pretty much came from nothing and turned it into not just something, but turned it into an empire and, and pretty much had a hand in changing culture. When you think about where he came from, the Calio Projects in New Orleans, moving him and his family out of there to uh, Northern California, to pretty much start No Limit Records, which would ultimately change the music game forever and and create careers for people like his brother, C-Murder, Free C-Murder, 
um, Silk the Shocker, um, countless other artists, including you know him him having the ability to acquire mystical. Obviously, you know, giving Snoop Dogg brand new life when he was going through his situation at Death Row Records and signed with him and Shook Knight, and countless other people that he's been able to uh, have careers with Mia X, um, Five O Four Boys, um, you know, countless other people that were on No Limit Records, and one of those people that benefited from No Limit Records was Romeo Miller, Lil Romeo. I mean, not only did he have a music career, but he had a, a television career, which ultimately blossomed into a film career. Um, and recently, uh, these two have been butting heads, according to the reports, for the last couple of months, which has really been unfortunate. Uh, you hate to see a father and son, especially a uh, black family, man, to really be airing out their laundry like this. Uh, but there are always two sides to a story. And sometimes there's a third, which happens to be the truth. Um, I'm not here to take anyone's side. I have respect for Romeo Miller. I think that young man has definitely developed into uh, a young man who has definitely been able to cash in on his success as far as being able to be an actor uh, in several movies. I had a chance to speak with him probably about a month to a month and a half ago. Uh, but recently, Ma- uh, Master P came out uh, with this video. Let's, hold, uh, let's go ahead and play the audio clip of what Master P had to say about this particular topic. Today is a sad day because I got to get out of character and put this on the internet, which I don't want to do. But I try to call my son. People say, why you call? I did. He don't call back. It's been months. So my question is to Romeo. Like, if you've been in the business for long as you've been in, and you're a 30-something-year-old man, and if you've been around me, watching me hustle and do my thing, why are you not where you want to be at? Because that means you're not listening. That means you want to do your own thing. You done brought your own circle, your own circle of people. But you can't get mad at me because I really thought this was about, the only reason I entertain this on social media, I thought it was about the DJ Twitch uh, post I put up. And I thought it was about my daughter's death. I thought you was grieving. Mental illness is, is real. But I want to tell all the people out there that just don't understand how bad my heart hurt. Romeo lost a sister, but I lost a daughter. And for any parent that's going through this, because I know that it brings people closer together or it tear them apart. But I come from nothing, y'all. And I could go back. I'm cool with it. I won't be angry at God. I won't be upset. I won't go get mad and, and be disrespectful to my parents and none of that stuff. I just said, Dad, thank you for putting me in this world not to get out and hustle and go do my thing. But that's the problem. When you take kids and you, you kind of like... Uh, protect them from the real struggle and the pain and you don't allow them to deal with their own consequences and then when they grow older they oh you never gave me nothing at 30 something man people could go back and look you've been shining for a long time son all you got to do is pick up the phone and call me or come to the house and holler at me the saddest thing about this this is what the people want to see they want to see destruction so if you destroy me what are you going to do for the rest of the family are you going to take care you told me <laughs> on the post that you put up, oh, you go take care of people in the community. That's what you're supposed to do when you come from now. You go help people. I'm just not helping ungrateful people. I'm not an ATM machine. People can't just say they love me when I give them something. I'm tired of that, y'all, and any other parents. You could be rich or poor at a smaller level. You might give your kid $10, but if that's all you got, I've always fell off, got back up, hustled, did my thing. I'm tired of all these blog sites and all this stuff, poking and having fun. Y'all can't. 
When I'm about to go back to work and do what I got to do, I love my family. My door is always open for my son. To be honest, because we shouldn't have to go through this. And if I'm wrong, forgive me. I'm apologizing to you if I'm wrong. I'm still a work in progress. I come from nothing. Everybody go through trauma. I'm dealing with this right now, but I love going out into the community and helping people. That's the way I heal. Allow me to heal. I don't have to be sitting around moaning and crying and all. I, I can't get my daughter back. But I can get out there and keep a legacy going, keep a name going. So let's do this in love and let's do this in peace because this is what the system wants. Think about it. We're stronger together, but you're older now. So you got to lead by example for the rest of the kids. And we're going to get through this. I'm just telling y'all, keep, keep y'all prayers. We need it. And, and, and God's going to do what he got to do. You know, I'm not going to come on here no more. So bloggers and everything else is cool. Whatever you want to deal with, deal with Romeo. Whatever y'all think he's saying is true or whatever, that's cool too. I can live with it. I'm at peace now. I had to speak my peace. Okay. So, <laughs> Master P also wrote, and I quote, this new generation of kids need to stop blaming their parents for everything. How do you think they got to where they are without their parents making sacrifices for them? Mental illness is real, so many families are tragically affected by it, especially when there is added trauma to the death of a loved one. Social media is not the place for healing. Son, I love you. Stop trying to get people to feel sorry for you, and let's come up with a solution. You can always talk to your father and family like a man. You have kids, too. No family is perfect. Together with God, we can heal and get through this, end quote. And it's true. Master P did create a lane for Romeo, right? And my condolences out to Master P and Romeo because Romeo lost his sister uh, due to mental illness as well as Master P lost his daughter. So both of them are... uh, going through it as it pertains to the grieving process. And as he said, and this is true, everybody grieves differently. However, Romeo is saying, look, man, enough is enough. I can't not bear the truth any longer. So Romeo Miller wrote, wrote, quote, this is my last straw, Pops. Stop trying to play the victim. I love you so much that I followed you blindly for 30 plus years. You know we talk behind closed doors. You aren't the man who you paint to be and why it is war, because I refuse to follow your lead. You only want to protect your image, but the image isn't even real. And I don't need anyone to feel sorry for me, Pops. I'm truly a man of God. If you are really a man of God, then you will prevail in the end, even when I share my truth. I've tried to keep things in-house. You are addicted to social media and unfortunately use this app as therapy. 3,000 plus posts. And see, when the world finds out about the finances outside of the gift or the car, I've never been paid for anything I've accomplished as little Romeo. Uncle C and Silk, no. You only pay outsiders rightfully so they'll speak good on your name. I'm at peace because I can now speak my truth and help others. Mom was always right. Your pride is everything, end quote. Mm. Now, it's interesting because I didn't know what was going on behind the scenes, and that's none of my business what goes on behind the scenes because that is, uh, you know, Miller family business. But I had an opportunity to talk with with Romeo Miller about, like I said, about four to five weeks ago. Here's the question I asked him, and and listen to his answer, which is very, very interesting. 
Now, obviously, your dad, Master P, uh, we know the, the great success he's had and be able to mentor other people to get them started with their businesses. We know about Snoop Dogg and so many other artists that he's been able to mentor and young people like yourself and everything like that. What was some of the best advice you got from Master P? And then what was some of the, the best advice you gave your dad? Yeah, truthfully, um, my dad, something that stuck with me was that if they could do it, we could do it. So always having that mindset, he's a big dreamer, even if he don't have all the answers he's going to some way try to figure it out and that's what I love about my dad but me on the other hand the same advice I give him is you know as idealistic as you are you know I was always more realistic and I think we always had that balance behind the scenes people didn't know it really was a yin and yang where he may be to the left I may be to the right and I think none's wrong with uh having that balance and I think more kids you got to be willing to just you know uh speak speak your heart speak your truth because that's how you really strengthen your family so you could now that we go back and now that we know what's what's going on now that it, that answer is very interesting. Yeah. And how he said that. And also too there's been rumors and reports that Master P has had tax issues which that's what Romeo was alluding to is that he was that that Master P is not the dude that you think he is. He's not the no limit colonel or the lieutenant or the 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 the, the chief or whatever you want to call him the leader that he once was that we saw him do when he made that that incredible you know record deal that allowed him to he have his masters he's been having tax issues uh, allegedly and so Romeo is saying look man stop the charade enough is enough i've been taking care of you now you raised me as a as a young boy to a man now i'm taking care of you so it sounds like to me both things can be true Yes, Master P did create an opportunity for Romeo and others to open to open the doors to have money and have some type of access to wealth. But also, too, the son seems to be taking care of the father, allegedly, if that is true. And it also comes down to the point where the father may have an ego issue when it comes to the son taking care of him because he's trying to uphold this facade that he is Master P, not taking anything away from his business savvy because Master P had to teach you his business savvy for you to become the young man that you are today. So let's also keep that in perspective, but it's also interesting in the fact that there was a sit, there was also been a report uh, because he helped Snoop create a breakfast line. I think it was broadest foods and they had to change the name of Snoop loops because of the situation that transpired with copyright infringement. But it's uh, when master P is creating all of these products, I haven't personally seen them being in the stores. Now, some people said they have saw them in stores or in certain particular grocery stores, but I haven't seen them. I don't know, Jake, if you've seen them and people that may be listening no, have seen some of his I have in not stores. seen one box of Snoop Loops or any of that. But I have seen them all on social media, which we know how yeah. excellent of a marketer Master P Absolutely, is. Absolutely, yes. So I think what it sounds like to me is that Romeo wants Master P to, to come clean and say, look, Let's do this. Let's do that. And also, he's probably tired of him going outside, meaning he's giving other people props instead of giving people taking taking care of people within his family and giving them props. That's also what it sounds like to me as well. And I can attest to that because I have dealt with a similar situation in my own personal life where I've had to deal with outside props being given. But then the props that I, I need to hear are not being given directly to me. You know, I have to say this, Nick. 
No one wins when the family feuds, as Jay-Z once said. And I have to say this. We don't need to know any side of this whole family argument. They probably both are right, but they're also both wrong because we don't need to hear about this. This is personal. And it started with, you know, Romeo talking about why are you on here capping, Dad? You know, you don't even take care of things that happen with my sister, your daughter. It went from that to, okay, he, he, he owes me money. He's doing this, this, and that. So what's the real reason? What's the real reason why Romeo's mad? I don't have a dog in the fight. I think it's sad when black men, black families are on social media battling one another, talking about all this crazy stuff about what's going on in their, in their home. We don't need to know it. You know, if I have beef with somebody in my family, I'm not on social media talking about it. And I made it clear if I upset my kids because they know I'm public and they, they go on there and do stuff. If I ever upset them, you come to me first. You don't take it to social media because if, if we do, it looks bad. You know, I raise my kids different. There's something more than what's being told, okay? Th- that's why I don't, I, I, I see the point and, and, and maybe Romeo's right, Master P's right. Master P did everything he could to put his kid on. And maybe he is taking care of his dad now. But we don't need to know any of this. This looks bad on both sides. I don't disagree with you that it looks bad. But also, too, here's the interesting part. Master P never talked about what Romeo allegedly brought, you know, brought up that was alleged that is about the tax situation. And that is the thing. That's the question mark that stands out in my mind. Because is Romeo accurate in, in talking about you having tax issues for many, many years. That's been a rumor, and him using his money no. to pay your taxes so you can stay your behind out of jail. You don't look like Ron Isley. Right. Right? <laughs> and no disrespect to Ron yeah, Isley, no, but no. we know he went to jail. He couldn't hold back these tears because he had to go back. He had to go to jail because he didn't pay his taxes. Right. <laughs> right? So he's trying to keep, as a son, possibly trying to keep his dad out of jail because you know IRS don't play when it, it comes to they, they want their money. Yep. I don't care if it's rain, sleets, or snowing. They want you out there getting that dough. Yep. And if you don't pay Uncle Sammy's dough, there's consequences and repercussions. <laughs> no doubt. So maybe that's the thing that is this accurate? Is what Romeo because it seems like and, and Romeo also said that his, he did go see his father. At different times, and every time he tried, he tried to talk to his father, his father would deflect. Allegedly, his father would deflect away from the subject matter and talk about other stuff. And he's like, "No, I'm here to talk about this." Mm-hmm. Now, I, again, I can totally get that. Sure. Okay? Yeah, I totally am. Trust me. When I saw this story, <laughs> I understood both sides of this coin. Right. Because I, to a degree, have dealt with similar situations. So I totally understand this. Okay. That's why it resonated so strongly with me. (laughs) But also, Master P should have, I understand he doesn't want, but your business is already out there, man. Okay. All this, come talk to me, come. Look, man, this man said you got allegedly have tax issues, and that's what he's been paying. He hasn't seen a dime of his money. So now you got to put it out there because now, now it's the court of public opinion. Okay, I, I do get some of that, but I also get this. It's, it's a family issue. Yeah, okay, even if that's been put out there, 
we most definitely don't need to know what happened in their family. It just looks bad. Even if there's allegations, okay? I, if it's not true, you don't need to be out here trying to prove yourself. The court of public opinion, when you've made it that high and made that much money, doesn't matter. Yeah, it could affect the brand, and I get that's why you need to defend. But nonetheless, man, a lot of these issues should and could be put to bed behind closed doors. I don't need to know about Masterpiece tax issues. I don't need to know that Romeo's hurting for his daddy. Maybe he has daddy issues. I don't know. Maybe his dad stole from him. I don't know. I won't make allegations. I just don't like seeing this, man. Hash it out and, 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 and let it die. Because here's the thing. When you put it out there like this, we're all into it. And two months later, we don't give a damn about it no more. It's just a story for the moment. This is their lives that they're dealing with right now. And we don't need to true see in, this. True indeed. And it is a family matter that they have made public because they are public figures. It started with Romeo. Chosen. But Romeo it, started it. No, 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 no. Master P started when he became a public figure and opened the door to his family. That's who started it. And I'm not blaming Master P because, listen, if you and I get on and we become these these vastly known people in the public persona. Aren't we already in the public, <laughs> uh, on, on the verge. I know I'm right there. Oh, we're there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. But what I'm saying is on Master P's level, on yeah. a Snoop level, on uh-huh. a Dr. Dre Ice Cube level. Right, right. Okay. You open up the door for these types of things to unfortunately not happen. And my thing is, and I'm not saying that you got some of these kids that say, oh, my daddy don't take care of me because he don't. No. He's not supposed to. He or she's not supposed to. But right. what I'm saying is, this instance is different. It's not like Romeo is begging for more money. He's saying, look, man, come clean. I've been paying for this out of my own pocket. And I haven't gotten, I haven't recouped the money. No different than as Master P as an executive, when it comes to an artist, would have the same thing to say to say, look, I didn't recoup the monies back that I invested into this artist. I, You know, I get all that. And all the artists you mentioned just now, you never hear about anything of their kids. Nothing, okay? This is what I'm getting at, though. This started as Master P showing love to Twitch, rest in peace, uh, about him sure. committing suicide. That's how it started. That's how it started. Romeo took it way out of pocket and said, okay, Dad, why are you capping? You know, you had your daughter over here that had mental issues, and she passed away and over. And and, and both things right could there. be true. Absolutely, but it went from oh, you didn't take care of home with 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 my sister, your daughter, to oh, you know, you putting on a front. So there's more that needs to be dealt with. It started sure. as showing love to Twitch. This and it went from there to dad, you you ain't right, you you capping out here. It, it, it just got way out of pocket, and it all started because Master P was talking about Twitch, and it just now we have all this dirt and all this tea out here. It's embarrassing. This is why this is why therapy is very important, Amen. and I do Amen. hope that Romeo Miller, which I think is a good brother, yeah. I, like I said after I talked to him, but I met him before once before, of just course. in yeah. passing, and uh-huh. he was he was a very good brother. Master P, I've met at, when I used to go up to the radio station at iHeart. Mm-hmm. I've seen him in the elevator, spoke to Master Pete, very nice brother. Um, so I don't, like I said earlier, I don't have a dog in the fight. Same, same. I don't, I'm not here to pick sides. No. I'm here to tell it what it is and what it's not, right? 
And my whole thing is I hope both of these guys get some counseling. I hope they're able to mend fences Mm -hmm. and become a family again. Because as a dynamic duo, as father and son, as Master P and Romeo, these guys will will make us some major, major headwaves, not only for themselves and for their family, but also for the culture. Mm -hmm. So I hope, and I even said this on Master P's Instagram, I said, man, prayers out to your family. I hope that you and your son can restore the peace and the love that y'all had and work this thing out like two men, even if it calls for you guys having counseling separately as well as together. Mm -hmm. Because we all know the effectiveness of therapy. We all know that mental health is real. And apparently both of these gentlemen are hurt in their own different ways. Oh, yeah, for sure. And hopefully they can mend fences and grieve through the grieving process. If Master P wants to go out here and continue to do his great work in the community, let him do that. Romeo wants to continue to make movies and do his thing and the way he continues to help people and bring them on, let him do that as well. Um, but to, to pick a side is idiotic because, as you mentioned earlier, once these two two men fences, guess who they're going to remember who's going to talk bad about one or the other, mm-hmm. and you're going to be and you're going to look co- completely idiotic and stupid. Yep. Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll get in some more quote-unquote family drama <laughs> between a hip-hop family, as well as we'll talk about the life and legacy of DJ Twitch. And, oh, yes, very special guest in the house, Cootie Simmons, Jay Ivey. They are the director and writers of the Genius documentary by Kanye West and on Netflix and so much more. You're checking out the Energy Experience here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Keep it locked. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tunga by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker ever. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall. It's... There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can don't is the word do, and the word won't is the word one, and in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you, 
gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. Welcome back to the NH Experience here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA, as well as on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. Now, we talked about one family feud, and now we're going to another family feud of sorts when it comes to the hip-hop family. Uh, now, we recently have found out that JD, which is known as Jermaine Dupree, who is the, the founder and owner of So So Def, uh, the brat, uh, and Bow Wow have all been on different sides, and now they're apparently feuding. Uh, and due to something that to me is incredibly stupid, right? Sometimes, you know, I like Bow Wow. I think he's an, he was an incredible artist. You know, he popped on the scene. Snoop Dogg brought him from Death Row to Jermaine Dupri because he felt like Jermaine could do a lot more with him as far as having more success, especially his previous track record working with Criss Cross, working with Escape, um, obviously bringing on the Brat, who was the first female platinum artist, uh, solo platinum artist. And then, you know, Jagged Edge, working with Usher, uh, Mariah Carey, the list goes on. And so Jermaine Dupri was on a recent podcast called The Goats and Underdogs, and Jermaine Dupri said, quote, 106 in Park was created by me. I created the show for Bow Wow. I was watching MTV and MTV had TRL with Carson Dayton. They were catering to NSYNC and they were catering to the Backstreet Boys and anything white that was coming out as pop. They were allowing these kids to scream and holler at them. And I was like, yo, why do we have nothing for black people like that? Like, where's the black kids that love music? Why they don't have a show like that? End quote. Which he brings a valid point. Right? So, that's not and so Bow Wow gets on and says, "Stop the cap! <laughs> um, you didn't create 106 Park. You these are BET executives like Stephen Hill uh-huh. and everybody else created 106 Park. You didn't create anything. You always taking credit for stuff, right? <laughs> so here's what Jermaine Dupree added to that quote that I gave you guys a few a few seconds ago." He said, so I called Stephen Hill and said, yo, I got an artist. We need to make a show just like TRL. And Stephen Hill said, what's the artist? I said, Bow Wow. Everybody challenges what I'm saying. Mind you, they wasn't going to put Bow Wow on TRL like that because he was a rapper and he was black, little young boy rapping. But he was also 12 years old. Nobody on TV was 12 years old anywhere creating this type of pandemonium, which is true. Jermaine Dupree created a hysteria. For, for Bow Wow. Oh, yeah. Because everybody, all the little girls and even some of the teenage kids, they was all on Bow Wow. Yes, they were. Bow Wow was the hottest thing smoking yes, at that was. time. Absolutely. And if it wasn't for Jermaine Dupree's brilliance and creativity and marketing value, yep. we wouldn't even hear about Bow Wow. Even to this day, if Bow Wow ain't dropped a hit in years. <laughs> Let's be clear about this. Yes. He ain't dropped a hit in years. <laughs> The most well, once we see Bow Wow was a reality TV series, and, and, okay? and because of his past, he's still living off making money touring 
doing these millennial tours. Exactly. And, yeah. and the millennial tour has been an ultimate success Absolutely. for him. Absolutely. Remember, at some point, they would try to put Bow Wow against Lil Romeo at yes. some point. Oh, yeah. You remember that? I, I do. I do remember. Absolutely. So Bow, and, Bow, and most people roll with Bow Wow, even though both of those guys, both of those little kids were talented. Yeah. But Bow Wow had the momentum. He did. He had the swing. Yes. But he also had right? Jermaine Dupree. Let's get that exactly. Clear. And Bow Wow needs exactly. to bow down to JD because uh, say what you want about Jermaine Dupree. The only thing I have bad to say about him is he fumbled Janet Jackson. But that's a whole other topic, okay? Because <laughs> he, he fumbled the bag on that one. Let's be clear. But I will say this, bro. Leon Lestyle. Absolutely, yes, <laughs> yes. Fumbled the bag. Who fumbles Janet? But that's that's the only thing I have bad to say about Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine Dupree got. Two kids from a mall in Atlanta to wear their clothes backwards and made them stars. Then he got yes. a then he got a girl from Chicago and said, I can make you a star. And he's wrote his for Mariah Carey, and the list goes on and on. Dude's in right. the songwriter Hall of Fame, Jagged Edge. Usher, he, he gave Usher yes. new life. Yes. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is Bow Wow needs to be humble and bow down, okay? I am tired of seeing this little dude talking so reckless about everyone, and his ego is out of control. I've actually met this cat once. He was cool to me, but I've seen how he handled his peoples, and I didn't like that. But I kept my mouth shut, kept it moving, which is hard for me because I like to talk. But this guy, he can't he can't come out and say Jermaine Dupree didn't do this, this, or that. Okay, maybe he didn't create it, but he shot the idea to Stephen Hill, and of course Stephen Hill spoke and up and said some stuff. Right, and, yeah. and Bow Wow capitalized on it because yes. of Jermaine Dupree. Absolutely. So you, so instead, of, so how's Jermaine capping when he's actually telling you a real story that you weren't even a part of? Yes, you don't even know anything about it because you were not in the meeting at all. You were twelve years old. <laughs> exactly. These were meetings with grown <laughs> men. Okay. Jermaine Dupree was you even called him once as your pops. Yes. Okay. This what these were grown business executives, and Jermaine Dupree was probably the youngest dude in the yeah, room. Yeah, he's like in his twenties. Yeah. But he was a grown man nonetheless. Yes. Okay. Yes. So the brat comes out <laughs> straight from the six oh six four four, and she wasn't playing. Oh, I love it. And when the brat speaks, and I've met the brat, I've interviewed she's the brat cool once. As hell. I love her. I've met the brat. I have a tremendous amount of Absolutely. respect for the brat. I think she's ultra talented. Yep. I love her and her new wife. Congratulations yes. to them. I think they're 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 expecting a baby. Yeah. So congratulations to them. Mm-hmm. Um she has been nothing but great for the culture. Yep. I know she has some mistakes, but everybody makes we've mistakes. I don't it. dwell we've on all that. Done that. Yeah, I, still, I think she's an incredible lyricist. I, even when I talked to Crazy Bone that time, which you guys can go back to youtube.com slash the next experience TV. And you can hear me ask about ask Crazy Bone about how incredible the brat was back even back then when oh, they recorded. Man. And he was so amazed. He was already amazed by her, but to be in the studio with her at that time. Yeah. When she was in their prime. Yep. It was incredible. So the brat comes out, and you know she's never mentions her words. She's going to tell you like it is and not like <laughs> I it I love was. it. I love it. She says, quote, on her Instagram, <laughs> man, what the F? I really don't have time or patience for this, for this shit because I got both today. Bow, I can't let you discredit my big brother, J.D., who you called your dad for so many years because that's pretty much the role you gave him instead of saying, Hell no, he rocked with it. Mm. You are being so rude and disrespectful to the person who believed in you, nurtured you, 
made you a complete star, wrote all your hits, accepted the challenge when Snoop Dogg brought you to him. Mm. He has never done anything to you but help. I ain't finna let you drag the most <laughs> non-confrontational person who loved and cared for you and spoiled your ass for years. Right. He isn't and never would discredit BET execs. He discussed creating 106 in Park before it was created so black people could have our own TRL. No cap. Mm. If this is what you want to do, let's F and go. Pull up, little with your disrespectful ass. So ungrateful. Hey, and, and you noticed. Then she went on to add it, I got receipts. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing. Have you heard him say anything about the brat since she said that? Not one nope. word. You won't you hear him. You don't want that smoke? No, because the brat don't play around. You know, and, 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 and I've, had, I've had mentors, okay, in, in this business that have been raggedy. But never would I put them on Front Street like like Bow Wow did to JD, okay? And the brat, I, I believe her 2,000% that she has receipts. And I also love the respect that she has for Jermaine Dupri by coming out and saying that. And yes, Bow Wow always comes off as cocky and disrespectful. He's always been that kid was on like MTV Cribs. and little, every, every MTV special or any special I've seen him on, he's always bragging. He's always cocky. And he always acts like he's the best at what he does, you know? It's it's ridiculous that and Bow Wow is couple, dope. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I'm not taking anything I'm away not, from Bow Wow. I'm he's not taking dope. zero away from him. But the way he's coming off, it sounds like he's bitter and disrespectful. Jermaine Dupri don't own that boy anything at all, at all, because he's put him in stardom. He's put him in a position to win. You know, he's still making money off those hits that JD had a big part of. Okay, so Bow Wow needs to really humble himself. And be respectful. I don't like what, what where he's going with. Well, it I got my popcorn ready because I'm looking forward to seeing how all of this will play out. And this is not the first time that Bow Wow disrespected Jermaine Dupree. Yep. Um, but I'm interested to see how now that the brat, because the brat has been fairly quiet when they them yep. those two have gone back and forth. But now she has put her her stake in the fire, as it were. So I, I got my popcorn ready, <laughs> and I'm seeing how who's going to really win. Oh, yeah. In all of this. Oh yeah. But speaking of winners. I had an opportunity to speak with a few people over the course of the week. And if you remember the Netflix documentary genius that, that talked about the life and times of Kanye West from the early days of Kanye West, when he was getting on all the way up into uh, a a couple of years uh, back before he got into Kanye completely, just completely lost his damn mind. I had a chance to speak with one of the directors, uh, Cootie and uh, one of the writers, Jay Ivey, um, at the Critics' Choice Black Cinema and Television Awards. And we had a great conversation about not only that particular venture and them coming together and how building a relationship with Kanye West, but also some future projects that they are going to work on, especially with an art artist and an art legend in Ernie Barnes. Make sure you check it out. Y'all know him from the Kanye documentary on Netflix. First of all, excellent job that oh, you guys man. were able to capture. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Yeah. yeah appreciate the love. My narration. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Let, just talk to me just about just the, the hours and, and how, how you were able to select the right footage to go in the documentary to make sure that it flowed right to keep people, you know, on edge and making sure that they, they follow the sequence order of watching Kanye from the time that he was young to where he is right now. Well, I say with, uh, it, it all started with like, you know, everything we did from this point was a rehearsal to this to the moment of doing the Kanye documentary, which is genius. Uh, you know, even meeting Nina Bon Jovi, who, who uh, 
you know, put out Ryan Coogler, discover Ryan Coogler, hunting for his Whitaker, and they told us to read this book called Story. So when we read this book, Story, by Robin McKee, that, that let us know how to really, like, you know, the beats that you have to hit and uh, the storytelling. So that's one thing. And then we had a team, like uh, uh, Jay Ivey, who wrote my narration. You had Max uh, Max Allman and, and Jason Harper, the, the editors. So, you know, it was a, and Chike, of course. So it was a combination of uh, amazing um, geniuses, I, I would say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well said. I mean, when you look at what the impact that that documentary had and you writing the narration for it, what are some of the scenes that you had to watch and make sure that you captured that moment exactly the way it should have been captured so you could disseminate that to the audiences? Man, I mean, every single one, really. Uh, from the beginning to the end, we wanted to make sure that Cootie's voice was authentic to the story, authentic to the history, authentic to Chicago and hip-hop and and um, this this journey that him and Kanye had gone on from, from the beginning. And I had the opportunity, the unique opportunity to be there from the beginning and and, and be the, uh, the the poetic fly on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it was... Um, it was it, it helped us with having me there just around and um so when we got to this point of telling the story it was it was so many moments where you know whether it was mama west um who we who we all love whether it was uh talking about cootie and his relationship with his father with his daughter I, it was just so many scenes all on were, were key because it was 500 hours of footage so the four and a half that were actually selected the four and a half hours that were selected each moment had to matter. Yeah, I mean, and you touched on your life as well. Not just it's mainly about Kanye, but at the time, it also touched on your life, which you had to go through mentally and physically, as far as you know the things that when you when you fell out of touch with Kanye for those moments because he started his career started to take off really well. Um, how were you able to to kind of mend that fence? as far as making sure that you showed a bit about who you are, but also keep the storyline the way it was supposed to be with Kanye? Well, you know, it was, uh, it was a decision made by the editors and Chike and, and J.I.B., you know, because I, I wanted to kind of, like, fall back, you know what I mean? Uh, but it made only made sense for, for it to be a story, like, through my perspective, and I'd be, like, the person that's telling the story because I'm the one that... Uh, you know, first thought about doing it, like, man, I seen Kanye as this young, you know, talented, charismatic kid. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, I got to put a camera on him. So that was like the beginning. But then when I got with all these amazing um, geniuses, I'm going to say that again, geniuses, <laughs> you know. And again. And we, we crafted the story that we, that needed to be told. That's what That was it. And when I when I met with Kanye and told him that uh, what we were doing, I let him know that, yo, this ain't even a documentary about you. This is a documentary for the dreamers, you know what I mean? And um, and and one thing we always say is uh, you can't let your imagination get in the way of God's manifestation. So when I sat out to do this doc, was supposed to be to see if he win Grammys, but it went on beyond that, which brought me in and, and my, me and Chica's filmmakers, you know, doing Benji and doing Kevin Coney Island and all the things that we've done. And then Jay Ivey, you know, as as this writer who wrote uh, Muhammad Ali, the People's Champ, that we won the NAACP Image Award for, and also, you know, created a whole thing for the Grammys to for for poets, you know what I mean, and, and also his albums that one just got nominated for a Grammy, which you could yeah. tell a little bit about yeah. that, Jake, yeah. which is amazing. You know. Yeah, so uh, so my album, The Poet Who Sat By The Door, is nominated right now for a Grammy in the Best Spoken Word Poetry Album category. is a category that I authored and and um, wrote a new definition for, and the Board of Trustees, we voted. 
This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, como terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. Welcome back to the NH Experience here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Final segment of the show, final segment of the year of 2022. Nick Hamilton back in the building, Jake Warner. Um... Want to make sure that you guys go check out Clash at the Coliseum, which is a NASCAR event that's happening February 4th and 5th of 2023. Uh, the first time was a success. They had a lot of, uh, uh, it was interesting. It was my first time having NASCAR, ever seeing NASCAR, and that was fun. So I've been a NASCAR fan kind of ever since. Had an opportunity to speak with Matt Humphrey, who is the communications director for NASCAR, explaining why they decided to bring it back to Los Angeles. And oh, yes, first time was. Ice Cube and Pitbull, this time, Cypress Hill. Here's the reason why, and so much more. Check it out. So with Matt Humphrey here from NASCAR, uh, second time around seems to be the charm. Uh, what was so successful about the first uh, event that you put on here at the Coliseum, the Clash of the Coliseum here in Los Angeles, that enabled you all to say we need to come back again uh, in February of 2023? First, it was a huge party, right? It was a huge party with the race in the middle of it. And so that party was successful. We saw this place was packed. And, and seeing all the people here, 
we had to do it again. 70% of our ticket buyers for this race last year were first-time NASCAR ticket buyers. Mm. And I think that a lot of that has to do is that, we, you know, we, we have a lot of NASCAR fans here in the city of Los Angeles. In fact, more NASCAR fans in the city of Los Angeles than any other major metro in the United States. You know, nobody's ever taken the racing to their backyard before. So by coming here right in the heart of Los Angeles, it allowed people to come out and experience us live and in person for the first time. And so... They loved it. The reaction was great. We had Ice Cube performing. We had Pitbull performing. And so we, we just we created this great, fun, innovative party atmosphere with the race. We had to do it again. We had to try it again. And so we can't wait to be back here in 2023. You mentioned Ice Cube. You mentioned Pitbull, which are two genres of music, yeah. obviously, that, that, that cross uh, different communities, yeah. uh, but primarily black and, and yeah. Latino communities. Yeah. How impactful do you feel like it, that was as far as NASCAR's vision to um, be able to present NASCAR to those communities that otherwise would not even be a part of NASCAR, especially where, you know, NASCAR is primarily, you know, looked upon as something in the South or the Midwest or things of that nature. Right. Well, right now, NASCAR, we're, our focus right now is expanding our audience and, 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 and expanding our footprint and, and really, really letting folks know that NASCAR is open to anybody. I mean, if you, if you, if you have a, if you have a drive and a dream and you want to race and compete, our sport is open to anybody. It doesn't matter how you look, who you love. We are open. We are open to everybody to come and enjoy our event. And so, a lot of folks have, have, have may, may have taken a, a step back. So I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to really deal with NASCAR. It's a sport from the South. Well, guess what? We're not just. A, we're not just a nationwide sport now. We're a worldwide sport. And in order to be a successful worldwide sport, you got to invite everybody, and you have to be able to communicate with everybody and talk with everybody. And that just. I mean, having having just having those performances here last year, that helped. But you know, look at the people who are involved in the sport. Michael Jordan is a co-owner of Twenty Three XI Racing. Pitbull as a co-owner for Trackhouse Racing. We have we have you know we have folks that are not your you know stereotypical NASCAR fans coming in who want to experience our sport and be part of it and to compete. And we're all about competition, and we can't wait to to open up uh, and and expand even more and 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 see how that how that turns out. Now you mentioned the goat himself, Michael Jordan, yeah. being a part of of NASCAR, but also Bubba Wallace and yeah. his imp- influence as far as his popularity and people gravitating more towards the sport of especially people of color yeah how impactful was michael jordan being a part of this to be able to open those doors for the black and brown and other communities of color to be a part want to be a part of this nascar yeah certainly it's certainly important and i'll I'll tell you you look at the stance that nascar took you look at 2020 and and when everything was going on across across our country all the unrest that was taking place I think really a seminal moment for our sport was before our race at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And Steve Phelps, our president, stopped the cars on the track before the start of the race. And and we had what we called a moment of listening. Mm-hmm. As, 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 as the world was reacting to what happened with George Floyd. And it was like, it was a wake-up call to everybody that, you know, we need to stop and listen and, and, and realize what's going on and all these communities that have been impacted in a negative way for so long. And that moment right there, I think that showed more than anything else that NASCAR is willing to, to open up and, and, and listen. And, and then having, and having, having, having the GOAT 
uh, being part of that and Bubba Wallace and you, you look Daniel Suarez last year who uh, you know you know from Monterey Mexico he won it up at Sonoma and, and the place we had we had Daniel's amigos there at the racetrack and he, he, it was the craziest victory lane I've ever been a part of I was standing there with Danny and you you saw all these folks you saw the Mexican flag and and, and people were just I mean just embracing the culture and that's that that's so that's so fun to see to see all the different cultures that are now participating in our sport and the way people are embracing that that's it's fantastic it's 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 progress there's there's a long way to go but you know what you got to start somewhere right absolutely i mean when you look at nascar and i even this was my first experience really with nascar last year coming here in los angeles and south central la yeah. to bring nascar to the inner city and to the the community of los angeles and when you look at you mentioned michael jordan obviously bubba wallace and you mentioned others when you look you talk about ownership obviously pitbull being an owner um there was also talk of floyd mayweather possibly being an owner is there any updates on that as far as trying to get him a part of, of the nascar uh, event circuit well i know i, I know I know they're certainly working to get a race car on their track with the money team. So they're they're always looking. Yeah, Emmett Smith, uh, with a, you know, Pro Football Hall of Famer, co-owns a team with Jesse Awuji, who lives here in Los Angeles, okay. uh, who is also in the United States Navy. Uh, Jess, they, they own a NASCAR Xfinity Series team. So you're, you, this is just the this is just a start. This is just the start of, of of seeing our sport opening up to 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 more communities. And again, it just it doesn't matter. If you want, if you want to compete, and you like speed, and you like to race, it doesn't matter what you look like, where you're from, who you love. You're welcome here in the sport of NASCAR. Two uh, last questions for you. One, you talk about ownership and how important ownership is. Do we see any any women of color possibly being owners of, of NASCAR teams in the future, or even sometime sooner than that? I, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't. I would not be shocked at all. And in fact, you see women of color in, in, our, in our sport already. In fact, right now at Phoenix Raceway, we just had uh, we just hired NASCAR's first African American track president female track president and latasha kazi and latasha will be here for the for the bushlight clash the call she's really excited about it uh, but you know she just started here at, at, at phoenix raceway so you're, you're seeing it's not just on the racetrack and in the ownership ranks it's through the leadership of our sport that you're seeing you're seeing folks that are coming in and and and, and playing active roles and that's it's it, that's been a process that's that's really been more than a decade in the making but now it's great to see to see how this is all paying off and, and how our sport is growing more diverse. Uh, you got, you all brought out Pitbull and Ice Cube, as you yeah. mentioned last year. Yeah. This year, you could bring out another legendary group in Cypress Hill. What was the thought process behind bringing Cypress Hill out here for the for the second uh, annual event here at the LA Coliseum? I mean, is there any more iconic group that are from Southern oh, California, yeah. Cypress Hill? I mean, they, they you want to talk about? They were like the OGs. They came out here <laughs> and really and, and, and really and really put put this area on the map. And so the the fact that you know they're 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 so tied in with with with, with with LA and the community out here, it was a no-brainer for us to, to invite them out. And, and when we made that announcement, we was uh, you know talk to our drivers, you talk to our fans. They were really excited that that Cypress Hill was going to be here, and we're going to have even more exciting acts to announce here in the weeks ahead. So we can't we can't wait. You know, if you thought Ice Cube and Pitbull were big last year, you got Cypress Hill already. I can't wait to see what we have coming down the line. All right, I'd like to thank Matt Humphrey from NASCAR. Uh, for taking some time with you to explain uh, the reason why they decided to bring it back, the clash at the Coliseum for the second time around. I know it's going to be even more successful, and I encourage anybody that has not seen NASCAR 
if you're if you're even remotely interested definitely want to bring yourselves out bring your families out a uh, great atmosphere in the heart of los angeles south central la we were the coliseum home of the usc trojans um it's an interesting track to see jake like when oh, you yeah. see the little track <laughs> it's not your regulation track, but you see it like yeah. the Fontana Speedway or Las mile. Vegas Speedway. That's a tight track, man. Yeah. Oh, it, it, man, it's tighter than the Beyonce jumpsuit. <laughs> and let me tell you something. It's definitely worth it, man. When you go, especially going in the pit and you see all these cars, man. Yeah, NASCAR's great life. It's great life, man. I've done millions of events there. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but it's great. It's great to be in it live, watch the drivers. It's, it's an amazing thing to do. Yeah, so, man, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be... I might have to get you out there, man. I might have to bring you on out, bro. You know, I might have to do it. I, I used to do NASCAR for Fox Sports Radio, so I, I've been in that, that that pit crew and the hot garage and all them passes, man. It's fun. It's a fun thing. Yeah, man. Uh, recently, we lost another individual, unfortunately, in DJ Twitch, mm. uh, who was one of the executive producers and the DJ for the Ellen DeGeneres show. Uh, recently, uh, he was found shot to death uh, via suicide. Uh, he leaves behind a wife and uh, kids, uh, which was so tragic. The young man was only 40 years old. And you know the ironic thing, man? Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend and colleague of mine had just saw him about a couple weeks prior um, at the Black Cinema and Television Awards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like everybody described him as being this, uh, you know, upbeat, very bubbly, very open, you know, personality. And that's exactly how he was. Yeah. Um, and it's really unfortunate. My heart goes out to his wife and to his kids because he was, I mean, he, he used to, I think to me, he was king of the TikTok because Buddy be yeah. out there, he's moving and grooving, oh, man. Yeah. I used to enjoy it. I'm not a dancer, yeah. but I enjoyed it, man, just because he just brought so much joy to people. Mm-hmm. And it's for the entertainment value where he had to grind and where he came up from, from the grind all the way to the Ella DeGeneres show and then being an executive producer Which and then hard. having a segment at times yeah. on that show. Yeah. So I applaud Twitch, man. I, I I mean, here's the thing I didn't like. And everybody has their opinions. Everybody has their, their viewpoints. But when you get disrespectful, this is the thing that pisses me off. Because suicide is nothing to play with. At all. And mental health is nothing to play with. And sometimes, unfortunately, people are in a valley of decision and they don't feel like they have an outlet. Which is really sad as men, especially as men of color. We don't feel like we have a safe space and an outlet. To, to really expose ourselves and to be vulnerable and not have to be slapped, you know, slapped in the face with the vulnerability that we've exposed ourselves uh, to be. Boyce Watkins, mm. a.k.a. Boyce Watkins. <laughs> this Neanderthal mm. had the audacity and the disrespect to say DJ Twitch danced on TV for years and then took his own life. Let's stop dancing for white folks and start working on our mental health. Not the time or place, man, at all. First of all, you moron, mm. you buck tooth, finally got my teeth fixed, rent out a hotel room on Airbnb, no office having ass, financial wizard, you disrespectful little goat mouth. You don't, first of all, I don't. He could. He danced for not only just white. He danced for every Everybody. color of the rainbow. He danced for the human race because that's what he loved to do in his heart. That was his. That was his gift. One of his gifts, I should say. And for you to come on here and to say something so disrespectful, so disingenuous to his his legacy that he was building not only for himself but for his family and for his kids. 
to limit him when you didn't mention the fact that the man was an executive producer of a, of a, a hit show. The man had a segment. The man had other ventures that he was a part of. And this is what you're going to put out here. Talk, and they want to disguise it with, oh, let's take care of our mental health. You don't give a damn about his mental health. No. You don't give a damn about mental health, period, because you wouldn't have put that. And nobody in their right mind would be so disingenuous and so disrespectful to say something like that about a man who just lost his life, whose kids won't have their father for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. His wife won't have her husband for Christmas and beyond. You're going to throw somebody else in there. And I'll say it real quick because I know we're up against it. Columbus Short should keep his mouth shut, too, because he went on social media talking about maybe one of the reasons why he ended his life is because of financial ruin. And then went on to say all the bad investments he made, him and Twitch were associated with the same guy. Ain't the time or place, man. If you got a problem with your finances, don't bring Twitch's suicide into it, man. Even if that was true, like you said, there's a time and a place. Let me give props real quick before we head off the air. With to Roland Martin, who's the host of the Roland Martin uh, digital show that he has. Uh, Roland Martin quote tweeted that and said, quote, this is why this punk ass will never be on any show or platform I'm involved in. Never. He is an attention hoe, end quote. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with Roland Martin Absolutely. about Moist Watkins. <laughs> 100% agree. Yeah, he's Rest in peace yes. to DJ Twitch. And please, anybody out there listening... If you know somebody or if you happen to be in that valley where you don't feel like you can be, you can expose yourself or, or expose your feelings, please contact the suicide hot, the National Suicide Hotline. Please talk to somebody. Talk to a neighbor. Talk to a friend. Talk to somebody, please. Please do not take your life. Please don't feel like you're not worthy. Trust me, I have been there a couple of times. And thank God there was somebody there that pulled me out of that relic of 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 suicidal thoughts because i wouldn't be here on this air on these airwaves right now so please i know it's the holiday season it gets tough some people they get lonely so please please speak to somebody talk to somebody a neighbor a friend a colleague co-worker please or contact the national suicide hotline yeah you can contact them if you want to text them and not talk you could uh text them at 988 or if you want you can call 800-273-8255 and it is completely anonymous. You don't yes. have to let them know who you are. Yep. Just please talk to somebody. We need you here. We love you. We want you here. Please keep going. Your mission is not complete. Yep. And on that note, our mission is complete for the year because this is our final show of the year. I'd like to thank each and every person that's taken time out to listen, to repost, retweet, listen, spread the word. Thank you so much. Uh, we have gone through a rebrand. We have gone through a lot of ups and downs this year of 2022, <laughs> but we have still made it. But we're going to 2023 even stronger. I'd like to thank everybody and all the good folks at SiriusXM, everybody at Slam Radio, yep. and everybody at Nightcast Media, including Jake Warner and his expertise. Thank you. Appreciate you, man, Appreciate for everything you. that you've done. People don't know how much this dude really does behind the scenes to make sure this show gets up and running because I put a lot on this dude, <laughs> and I know he wants to cuss me out from time to time, but he still gets it done because he is that dude. Thanks, man. And that's why I give him so much props. So I appreciate you. Always. I appreciate everybody. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah to all my Jewish brothers and sisters out there. Happy holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Happy Kwanzaa to my black brothers and sisters out there. 
Um, and we will be back January 10th, 2023. Happy New Year yes. to everyone as well. Uh, we have some some good news as well. We also have expanded our show, uh, and we'll continue to expand the show. So be, be on the lookout for those details coming very, very soon. Uh, for Jake Warner, Nick Hamilton, signing off for the final time of 2022. We will come back January 10th, 2023 on these here airwaves and some other airwaves coming very, very soon. Happy holidays once again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Till next time, stay sharp, take care, be safe. We in a win like paper planes, y'all.